Make your plans now to join us for the G3 National Conference, September 30th through October 2nd, as we'll gather for Christian fellowship and the worship of God through song and the preached word. Our theme for the 2021 conference will be centered on biblical Christology. You can find registration details at g3men.org. Get 15% off by mentioning code G3BAR. That's G3BAR. Biblical and performing. For those of us who claim Christ, our authority is the Scripture. For those who don't claim Christ or who claim another, I'd like for them to. We challenge them to explain a standard of truth apart from Scripture. Uh, ex- explain the nature of good and evil apart, apart from the Scripture. Um, that there, there's you. You have no context. There's no justification for it except for the whims of of, man, of you know of men. And so, man, we we stand upon the foundation of the Scripture, sola scriptura. Scripture alone, man. Doctrine. Yeah, sola scriptura. Scripture alone. That means scripture alone. What's your eternal situation? For the age of creation. For he laid the foundation. Was a plan for expiation. Christ became propitiation. Meaning he switched his places on the cross for our disgraces. In the crowd he saw our faces. Well, welcome everybody to the bar. Biblical and Reformed. And tonight, you know, just a, a brief show just to address some current topics that we've been going over. That, we, uh, that we've been seeing happening across the nation. I'm your host, uh, Tita Morris Barlow. And I have also... On the line with us, our sister, who is no stranger to the show, none other than the lovely sister Christy. How you doing? Hey, how you doing, bro? Doing all right over here. Awesome. God is good. We're not going to really waste time tonight. Um, just again, the subject that we're getting ready to uh, go over actually has been addressed by many people, and once again, we just kind of want to like set opposition to what we believe will be the Christian, uh, the biblical worldview regarding these and. Uh, regarding these, these, these subjects, and in particular right now, we're dealing with the race relations in this country. Uh, yeah. uh, you know, the, the Black Lives Matter movement, the cop killings. Uh, I mean, there's just so many different perspectives on which you can come. Uh, and we just really want to give a biblical worldview on these current events regarding racism, Black Lives Matter, police retaliation, gun laws, and so forth. And, uh, and Christy, you know, honestly, this is kind of your idea to attack, you know, to, uh, to deal with this subject tonight. So, like, any introduction-type thoughts that you have as far as this subject is concerned? Absolutely, bro. Um, you know, of course, this affects us all. Even some of the opinions that have been shared, we definitely want to address this from a Christian or a biblical <laughs> worldview instead of going off of our emotions and, um, you know, causing more division. We definitely want to make sure that any opinion that we have uh, on this situation and subject matter, first of all, we want to make sure that it aligns with Scripture, and we also want to make sure that it glorifies God, and that, and if it's glorifying God, that means it's going to be rooted and grounded in truth. It's not about our opinion, because the Word of God settles every opinion. Our opinion stops where His truth begins. So we definitely want to make sure that um, even as Christians or those who um, uh, profess to be believers, especially some, I guess, celebrity believers, we want to address some of the way those platforms have been used um, to further an agenda that is not biblical. Um, and we just got to be real about it. It is not biblical. It is. It just furthers, furthers the divide between people. 
and we definitely want to speak on that tonight. We want to bring some and shed some light on that. We want to let those who are believers know, you know, the way in which we are called to address these matters um, without doing it the way in which the world does and causing more racial divide and racial tension. So we want to make sure that we do things in decency and in order. We also want to make sure we cultivate relationships of peace. So that's very important. Um, and so I think that this is something that we definitely need to talk about. It's very important, and um, it's very called at this time. So, yeah. Right. You know, and, and, and here's the thing. Like, I remember, and it's like when Philadelphia, the Black Lives Movement kind of first surfaced around that Trayvon Martin, um, you know, the you know, like when that case was open and hot and fresh and it was, you know, when it was big news and so forth. And I remember, like, a, a lot of churches, uh, they had, like, a Black Lives Matter Sunday or something like that. Um, mm-hmm. and, you know, like, like where basically everybody was supposed to show up with the T-shirt that says, or they're supposed to show up with their hoodies and so forth. And, like, a lot of, and it was a, and these, this was basically done by predominantly black congregations. Um, I'm not saying that there were any white congregations that were um, involved in that, but Nevertheless, so that, this is where we saw. I remember. I remember seeing a lot of pictures surface, and and even back then, and I'm and I'm nowhere near as knowledgeable then as I was, you know, as I am today. And and even still back then, like it was, it was uh, it was something that kind of rubbed me the wrong way because it's like, and, you know, and it was like I was, I, I didn't really quite get how. I don't know. It's like it. It's it's almost like 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 the black leaders in the church. Yeah, started to they started to to to, to march to the beat of 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 this racial divide of uh, almost like this we need our we still haven't got our forty acres and a mule and this is everything mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. you know yeah. <laughs> and, and, you know and, and, and that's basically what it was for me because it's like at this point it seems like man like like the solution of the gospel was removed from the situation and now we need to find some type of social solution in which. Believers and unbelievers alike can get along in this world, and, and for me as a preacher, that doesn't make sense. Right. Um, yeah. I I I can't fathom how that will work. I mean, I know people like to think that it does or that it would, but I can't fathom how it works. And so, so then, amongst that conversation was the question, you know, I mean, basically a question to canonize. I would say, should Christians have or give an opinion on racial issues? And right. I want to hear what you have to say on that. I, I have an answer. I want to hear what you have to say first, and then I'm going to come back around and see. I'm going to see if you say the same thing that I say. If not, I have an answer for that. But I, I, I want to hear how you, how would you answer that question. Um, you know, should Christians have or, you know, give an opinion on racial issues? Absolutely. I absolutely believe that we should have uh and 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 I and I want to use that word opinion lightly because we don't want to answer it so much with our own opinion. We want to answer it with um, what we know to be held as truth in the Word of God. Um, and when I say I, we should have an answer for it, it's not that we should choose a side because it isn't about choosing a side unless that is erring on the you know standing on the side of righteousness. Uh, right. We want to, uh, first and foremost point people so much away from the colors of our skin, using that as a dividing wall. Uh, we definitely want to point people to the real <laughs> root of the problem, and that is 
our hearts. You know, um, this is this is the true problem with all of this. Is you know, and I just keep saying it. I made posts about it, and you know, other people have said it too. It is not a skin issue. It's a sin issue. It is sin that right. comes from our heart. That is hate that comes out of our heart. Murder comes out of our heart. You know, we have to um, when we're we're speaking, uh, especially in public forums where um our our words are gonna be um heard by, you know, blacks, whites, what have you, any and everyone, male, female, what have you, saved and unsaved, we have to make sure that when we get any type of platform for where masses are going to hear us, that we stick to what is righteous, that we stick to what the Lord um says about situations like this. It isn't about our opinion. It isn't about how we feel, um, especially if we go in the name of a believer. We have to make sure that every time somebody is looking at us or views us or, you know, even, of course, when you're alone, but especially when you have a public platform, that you are not giving um, unbelievers uh, a reason to blaspheme the name of God or mm. furthering division. You want to make sure uh, when you're giving an opinion on racial issues that you're not continuing um, to keep it in um, the scope of being about race because it is not about race. If it was so much about being racist, that means you cannot take two little babies, a black baby or a white baby, and put them together. If you never introduce racism to these two children, they will grow up, and it won't be about race, but they might have other issues, and that is because it is our hearts that have to be dealt with. It is what is um, it's learned behaviors. It's a lot of uh, um, ignorance that, that's been spread and passed down, and, you know, it only takes people who are emotional or who feel like they are owed something to rally behind something in order not so much to do it um, to get some type of peace, but sometimes it's just being done just so they can continue the, the, the division of it, you know. So I definitely think Christians should have an opinion on racial issues as far as um, how it's dividing and causing more hate. We definitely, definitely need to be um, proclaimers of the gospel. The gospel is what needs to be shared um, to uh, destroy the divide between us because it is not about our skin. It's not about our colors. It's not about, you know, what happened back in our um, ancestral history, who was slaves and who was the master. At the end of the day, sin is the issue, and the gospel of Jesus Christ is the answer for this issue. Hello? I'm sorry, I had my phone on me, but I'm sitting there talking. No, I, I, I totally agree with that um, because, you know, when, when we talk about uh, what happens on the, what happens in our society, like why do things happen the way that they happen? Well, it's because of sin. Uh, ultimately, it is because of sin. And, and is that an opinion? No, that that's a fact. And that's the fact right. of the matter is, yeah, the fact of the matter is, is that we're all sinful people living in a sinful world in need of a of a savior. So now when it comes to these issues with, with racism, man, for one, to me, biblically speaking, racism makes absolutely no sense. Matter of fact, I think right. it's a term I think it's a term that, that, that's used it's one of those words that that's used that, that 
that people use, and they don't, I don't think it means what they think it means. Because when you think about it, I, I'm, one, I'm of the talk, and I believe that it's difficult to think this way, that there is only one race, and that's human. Absolutely. So, right. So, so to be a racist would actually be, you know, against the human race. You know, to actually mean, you know, because the only yeah, difference between me, yeah, yeah, the only difference between me and, and my Caucasian brothers and sisters in Christ, or or my Asian brothers and sisters in Christ, is the the, the count of melanin in our skin. Uh, other right. than that, other than that, we still have the same sinful flesh that we're born into, and we still have the same need to be born again of the Spirit, and we still have the same need for the atonement of Jesus Christ. So Absolutely. when I see, so when I see, for example a white person commit a hate crime against a black person, I don't look at that as a racist issue, although somebody may say that's racism, I don't look at that as a racist issue, I see that as a sin issue, because I see that as the same exact sin when a black person commits a hate crime against another black person, or when a white person commits another, I look at race as a hate crime between a man and a woman, I mean, it, it, it's all hate. When you so much as steal a piece of gum from a from from the from the store on the corner, that's an act of hate. And you know, I wouldn't call it an act of racism because to me, that term does not apply. It's simply because you don't like somebody because of the different skin tone, it doesn't make them a different race than you. Uh, you know, so it, it, you know, it's not because they're a different race. It's you you have some whatever other biases based upon your sinful like, understanding of of life or what have the case may be. So. So, so, so when we talk about giving an opinion on racial issues, I, I believe that it, it will best benefit the Christian to not look at a person and describe that person by their skin, but describe that person by their need for Christ. Because at that point, at that case, when you're doing like that, you're putting us all on the same playing field, regardless of what class we are, regardless of what culture we come from, regardless of what country we grew up in, regardless of what tone of skin we have. I mean, it's, it's, it's all about that. Basic need for Christ, mm-hmm. and, and so and, and, and I see that as the only effective solution, you know, and and, and that's why you know, say like like the question in our outline that we have to get for it says like, what does that opinion look like? And that that opinion should look like the truth of Jesus Christ and the gospel, um, and how it applies because it does, you know, and, and but having said that, since we're looking at this outline, we talk about what. The professor, uh, professor believers have been saying in regards to this. Like, what are some of the things that you've been hearing other believers say? Oh my goodness. Um, <laughs> well, of course, one of the things, and I know we're going to get to that in here just a little bit, is you know the hashtag Black Lives Matter. Um, yeah. And I, I keep seeing it everywhere. And then I, I, I you know, I've seen Kirk Franklin stop killing us, and. Um, you know, other other people uh, consider um, celebrities or those who have a major following or a platform, you know, just basically rallying behind um, people who have made divisive um, speeches, you know, like Jesse Williams and um, talking about, you know, what he has given is our version of the black gospel and, <laughs> and yeah. you know, freedom ring and, you know, you know, things like that, and it really, it burns me alive, because when that speech was made, um, I actually made a comment on a forum um, that, you know, this girl has a pretty large following, and I made a comment on it that I did not agree with it, 
that I will not rally behind it. I felt like it is terroristic. I feel like it's hypocritical, and I'm speaking of the Black Lives Matter movement, um, because I feel like, I felt like, and I've said this, that it seems as if black lives don't even matter to black people, and I hadn't made that comment. And I mean, it's clear, you can see that, um, you know, if we want to get technical about the situation. But, um, you know, I hadn't, um, I, I was called Master's Bed Wench. I was called... <laughs> <laughs> and you know, um, on the post, it was a lot of my white brothers and sisters, and I and I call them my white brothers and sisters just to separate, you know, the class of people that I'm speaking of generally. Like I said, like you said, and I agree 100% with you that there's only one race, and that is human race. Um, but my melanin brothers and sisters, you know, were the main ones going in on me. Like, and you know what? By the grace of God, and because I know who I am in Christ, it didn't. That, you know, the, the insults didn't hurt me. What hurt me was the heart of the people behind the comments. You know, they basically proved my point. You know, here I am basically saying that black lives didn't matter to black people, and all I had was black people cursing me out, don't know me for me, cursing me out, calling me names, doing things like that, and all I can do is pressure them. But then you have, um, you know, the white people on the comment who are saying, oh, Christy, I wish that more people thought like you and da, da, da. Not that I'm, you know, trying to take any type of credit or whatever. All glory belongs to God for even my mind being where it is because there was a time where I looked at the world the same way that these people did, but by, you know, through God's grace and maturity in the Word and, and faith in Christ, I've been able to see things for what it truly is, and I definitely see it as a heart issue. Those Christians who have a platform should be using their platform to bring glory to Christ, even in what they say, because people are going to say, well, hey, the Christians, you know, they say they, they feel the same way I feel. And that's what I'm saying. You have to be concerned about your witness and if it is effective or ineffective before those who do not know the word, who have not come into the knowledge of Jesus Christ, who do not have not come into the knowledge of just what what's really going on, period. And I wanted to um, just kind of touch on, before we got too far from it, you know, how we're talking about the nature of all of this. It is not about our skin color, because if, it just, if we were to separate our, our skin color, you know, even, you know, looking at the fact that blacks have been killing blacks, whites have killed whites, things like that. If we were, if we were able to really look at it biblically, we would point everything back to the scripture to see exactly what the real culprit is here. You know, um, one thing that I've learned in going through my life, um, and in reading the word and, uh, just getting revelation, getting revelation from the Holy Spirit is the fact that everything that happens you know, even if, you know, some things, of course, are external. We just, we don't have any control of that. But we are only responsible for our own obedience, our, our own heart. I right. used to read it all of the time where I used to, and I didn't understand it, you know, back then when I was really, um, you know, cutting my teeth <laughs> on the word yeah, of God, right. reading it where it didn't make me fall asleep anymore. You know, I'm being a right, right. But um, where it, you know, where I used to read about, what comes what comes out of us defiles us, and I kind of understand that. Um, but as I you know as I look deeper into, uh, I want to I want to read here. I want to um, quote what it says in Mark seven, verse twenty one and twenty three. It says, "From within, out of the heart of man, comes evil thoughts, 
sexual immorality, theft, murder, adultery, coveting, wickedness, deceit, sensuality, envy, slander, pride, foolishness. All of these things come from within, and they defile a person. At the end of the day, hate comes from my heart. Even if someone is hating me, I'm not. I'm not saying that we don't have external things. I am not saying that um, life is fair because it's not. Right. Someone, you might not get the job because whoever has that decision making power might not give you that job because they may not want to see a person with a lot of melanin in that particular position. But that is the hate or or that is the hate in their heart that is doing that. You are responsible for how you react to that hate that this person is giving you. This is what these people who call themselves Christians who have these large platforms need to be pointing out. It is what comes out of my heart that um that defiles me. I'm not a murderer until I commit a murder. Right. It came out of me. I destined and I, I determined in my heart that I allowed my hate to get so deeply rooted that now I want to take your life because I hate you that bad. I do not want you to live. And notice mm-hmm. how I'm putting emphasis on I. I am doing this. I am causing my own defilement. You know, so we have to yep. think about this. Every single time we um, rally in a Black Lives Matter movement, and we're not doing so with the, the mindset of um, cultivating peace and understanding and destroying ignorance, every time they're doing it with a, hey, you owe me something. Why would mm. you to me? You owe me. I, I deserve to live because I'm black. I deserve to live because your ancestors enslaved me all those years ago. It's foolishness. The people that enslaved, who have slaves, considered our ancestors, they are dead. Those white people should not, they don't owe us anything. They don't, they don't owe us an apology. They don't. They don't. No, I agree. Yeah, they don't owe us anything. And, and, and when you think about how, you know, you hear people say, oh, they've oppressed us. We don't have good jobs because we don't have... Let me tell you, you have the same 24 hours in a day that they that anyone else does. You cannot sit there and make excuses and you cannot expect someone to give you anything. And that's just the way it is. Black, white, whoever. We have to stop all of this. And the people who have the platform, they need to be talking about it. They need to right. get... They should have a... Please get enough Jesus in you so where you can sit down and point people to the cross instead of pointing to themselves and saying, hey, get it how you live, pretty much. And, you, you know, and, and that's, that's the thing, that I guess, that upsets me the most about this when it comes to, like, a lot of what I've seen coming from the poor kids is, is these preachers are missing a prime opportunity. Oh, God. To, to, to bring yeah. the gospel into conflict with evil. Uh, somebody, uh, one, one friend of mine, I, I wouldn't point it up while you were talking. He, uh, he, he had said something the other day uh, about, you know, about God allowing evil to exist. And so he says on this post, he says, when someone asks, if God is so good, why does he permit evil to exist? He says, I respond probably because you really have no interest in having the evil in your own heart removed. He said, it is such a lame question and a deflection from the real issue. Why do men allow evil to exist in their personal lives? Of course, anyone who understands the nature of man knows that evil exists in a 
and they can remain because they're too arrogant. They didn't say it's with knowledge that there's any evil in their hearts to begin with. So what you have here is, is, is you have people, and, and in this case, in this particular subject, on this particular topic, you have, you, you have a, a collection of people with high levels of melanin. You have black people who are looking at the evil of other men and in return responding with evil of their own. You know, yeah. saying evil, evil things about these people. Like, some of these people ain't done, done a thing to them, you know. Not even really considering the facts of the matter. Not even considering that, okay, well, yeah, that may be a white person, that may be a black person, but it may not have anything to do with the fact that that person is black. You probably would have done the same thing to a white person. Why? Because he's evil. I mean, you just, you you, you know, people don't, they don't consider that. And, and, and then, like, just like you said, to turn around and, like, for you to say, well, you know, we really don't love ourselves, and then to see them directly respond with hateful words towards towards you. And it's like how can you not see that you're proving my point right now by me by by by, exactly. you, by the way that you responded to me. And and the only reason the only way that I can fathom or understand any of this is by taking the biblical understanding that when somebody is lost in sin, when somebody is dead in sin, they are that. They are dead. They are they lie under they lack understanding. They are in darkness. They're in bondage and held, held captive by sinful desires and thoughts. Because let's face it, since it's, it went in sin to get payback, to get revenge, to get retaliation, to get retribution by your own hands, all of that feels good. And that yes. is what a sinful person desires. And that is exactly uh, one of the things that they're that they're craving. All right, and people are paving, like I said, they're still paving at 40 acres and a mule and so forth. Right. And, and and in the process of all of this, what you actually get, because you're not having preachers deal, you know, which is by bringing the gospel into conflict and showing God's sovereign and all this, you actually get people who who turn their back on the faith, who are never really mm-hmm. Christian in the first place. But you have people, you give people another argument to say that, well, obviously this God is not real if he's allowing this to happen. And nobody's answering, you know, to that tough question. It's like, like, no, this is happening because God is real. This is happening mm. because, because, because God's judgment stands. You know, then when man falls into sin, this, this is all a judgment on, you know, said, oh, oh man, said, like these types of things. A person's blindness is that person's judgment. That's right. This is this is this is the evidence of God. And, and a preacher, the preacher's job in this case should be pointing back to God, pointing back to who he is, and pointing to the fact that, yes, men are this way because men are evil and men need salvation. Now, whether a person accepts that or not, that's not on our hands, but we need to understand that you can march until you're blue in the face. You're not going to change the hearts of men. No, only God can do that. Only God only. can do that. And, you know, when you say what you're saying about these preachers is very, very, very true because we are not seeing preachers um, interject with the message of the gospel. We are not seeing preachers go head on with the sin, the sinful heart of man. We're seeing them rally rally to further the, the division. We're seeing them hold these yeah. rallies at their churches. We're seeing them couple and mark arm in arm with Black Lives Matter movement. We're seeing them um, comment and, 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 and their comments are shared and, and posted uh, on Facebook and Twitter, and we see them furthering the division. Yeah. Still, it's just we're not, if we're, look, if we are going to 
have a voice, if we have a voice, it needs to be rooted in the Word of God. It needs right. to come from a place of peace. It's just like when it, it it tells us in Titus 3, it says, to avoid foolish controversies and genealogies and dissensions and quarrels about the law, for they are unprofitable and worthless. It says, mm. um, a person who stirs up division, after warning him once, then twice, you have nothing else to do with him. Knowing that such a person um, is warped and sinful, he is self-condemned. Yes. And it's just like you are saying, those people who may not say anything or, or when they do, they're, you know, they're giving fire and fuel to the people who are really in the midst of it, they are just as guilty. Yeah. They are just as guilty because they are taking yeah. pleasure in that person doing these things. And it talks about that in Romans 1. So we have to be careful, um, and then not just preachers, even us who go in the name of the Lord. That when we sit and we have any type of opinion, even if it's just talking to one other person, that we are pointing this, uh, we are pointing this back on the people who are involved. We are pointing this back on their hearts. We are pointing this back on our hearts. We are examining ourselves against the Word of God. And if it is not lining up, the Word of God does not need to change. We do. Right. And right, that's what exactly. these people with these platforms need to be doing. They need to be pointing this straight to the sinfulness of all of this instead of right. getting on the side of sin. And, and, and let's make no mistake. We're not saying that they shouldn't talk about what's happening. We're just Absolutely. saying that there, there's a right way of talking about it and then there's a wrong way. And so far, for the most part, I, I'm seeing it done wrongly. And, you know, and, and, mm -hmm. that, and, that's, and that's, that's what I'm getting at because when you're not, when, you're, when your message isn't pointing back to Christ, as, especially as a Christian, you're, you're, you missed it. You totally missed it. And a lot of these, and I, and I think this would be a good point since you're talking about the preachers, a lot of the preachers have jumped on with saying, you know, with the, the, the Black Lives Matter movement, you know, they're hashtagging and stuff. They're, they're wearing a, the, the shirts they're promoted on their TV shows and, and some more stuff. And, and um, you know, and I have to say, on the circuit, you know, if, if I didn't know what I know about the grace of God, hmm. you know, the Black Lives Matter movement looks legit. It does. On the surface. On the surface. Because in a sense, and what it is, but I think I think it's a, uh, I don't know if I want to, I don't think false dichotomy is the right phrase. It's, it's, it's basically, I think it's built upon, uh, built upon like a, a, a misconception of reality. Because, okay. okay. Because what you have here is you have, I'm saying Black Lives Matter, and yet what you don't have is people on the other side who is vocally saying Black Lives don't matter. You don't have mm. them vocally saying that. Now, on the flip side, you have this movement that's talking about Black Lives Matter, but yet for the past 40 years, plus 40 plus years, we've had millions of black children unborn who were yes. killed from the womb. Yes. For the past however many years, you have within our own communities, you know, you've had gang violence, you had, you know, drugs being sold, you have the prostitution game. All of this done by black people to black people for for right. for, for decades. This, this has been going on, and, and as if that wasn't enough, you have an entire industry that makes the bulk of its money off of glorifying these very and then Trayvon Martin happened, and all of a sudden it's like, well, wait a minute, we need to let the world know 
that Black Lives Matter. And right. when you bring this up, they get mad at you for bringing that up because in their mind, and according to some of the people that I've talked to, the reason why those issues exist within the black community is because of something that the white man did. Hmm. They are, I, I mean, that, that, that's in their mind. You know, or we have drugs because the white man put it there. Uh, you know, or, or we doesn't have mean to you have to sell them. Right. Refuse them. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. I'm not even a, I'm not even a, I'm not even a big fan of Bizzle anymore. But it, one of the songs like they used to listen to it, so he said, man, he said he was like, uh, they say the government gave us guns, liquor, and crack, but the last time I checked, your dealer was black. <laughs> and it's like uh, basically, you know, like he's like nobody's putting any. But nevertheless, though, that's what I'm hearing. I'm hearing right. from 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 a lot of people who support this movement. I'm not saying everybody says the exact same thing, but for some of the people that I've had conversations with, one close friend here no more, like she said, she believes in her mind that racism is the root. Like, the, like, like racism is the cause of all the world's problems, which is crazy to me. You know, right. whereas I'm sitting there like, well, no, it's sin, and racism, I mean, by, by, by way of falling understanding, is a, at best a leaf, maybe a branch, at best a branch, but I, I consider it so like a leaf. But because, but but nevertheless, so you have within this Black Lives Matter movement a focus on what people of a different skin tone are doing, and a complete, maybe it's not complete, a, a, a basic, a, a high level of undermining and ignoring of what actually happens between black people. So, hmm. for example, and this, this is what happens. This is what happens. Like a, a a white cop and a black suspect gets into something that makes national news. Black Lives Matter is on the scene. But in Chicago, one weekend, you can have 80-some-odd students, black-on-black crime. Black Lives Matter is relatively solid on the issue. Mm-hmm. You have abortion clinics open all across the country in which thousands, not just black babies, but other babies as well because... Mind you, although people try to retaliate on the other side and say all lives matter and black lives matter, like to say that, well, we're not saying that other lives don't matter, you still don't see them at the abortion clinic crying out for the lives of children who are being, who are being murdered. So mm-hmm. it's like they're being selective with their cries for so-called justice. That's and, right. and, and, that, and that's why I, uh, that's one of the main places that I have an issue with it. So, yeah, it is it, 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 at its finest state. And, 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 it, and, it, and it's such a, I mean, I, the movement is such a snake in the grass. It, it, I mean, it's like a wolf in a very expensive sheep costume. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. like, like you're totally fooled. You know, like you, you swear up and down that this is something that's for the people and by the people. Well, I know it's not. It may be in a secular sense. I'll be fair and say in a secular understanding, I, I, I give it that much. But is it biblical? I'd say no. I, I, I would say I would say no. And, and, and I would base this based upon what what I see like off of their own webpage. Like if you go to blacklivesmatter.com or go to their about, you know, uh, it'll say things like, it'll make statements like how black, queer, and trans folks bear a unique burden 
from hetero patriarchal from a hetero patriarchal patriarchal society that disposes of us like garbage and simultaneously fetishizes us. I, these are words I never even heard before. And profits <laughs> off of us, and that is fake violence. So, for one, this is perpetuating this this this, this false idea that gay is the new black, right? Right. That that it right. puts the, it puts the struggle that blacks have had in this country with with we uh, and, and puts it on the same playing field with the LGBTQ movement, which is two completely different things. Uh, based upon based upon the simple fact that it is not a sin to be black. You know. You know Whereas it is sin to live in sexual immorality, as defined by the Bible. So, so when you have a movement that is pro anything anti-Christian, I cannot fathom how any preacher in his right mind, in his righteous mind, could go along hand in hand with it and support the movement. Hmm. I can't fathom that. And, yeah, and, honestly, and it's like either they don't know, which I'm pretty sure by now they should. You you know, I mean, they still have they have a they have a response as as we have a responsibility of knowing what it is we're getting involved with and, and what what it is important. But either they don't know or they don't care. And mm-hmm. that would be my question: which one is it? Exactly, exactly. And you know what? I think a lot of it does stem in straight-up ignorance because people, uh, they are just so willing to get behind a cause, they don't even have to know the basis of it sometimes. It's just like when you think about it, think about this. And I've even even joked with my friends, like, if a group of people are running and they are running past me and they're running from something, it would be in me to just take off running. I don't even know what they're running from. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's just like yeah. doing it because this is what everyone is doing. I'm doing it because I don't want to seem like I'm being left behind or I'm not standing up for what everybody, what the majority says is the right thing to join with. We have to be careful what we are standing behind and joining up with. You know what I'm saying? We don't, and especially as believers, um, we definitely don't want to be um, Christians that are characterized by hate. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, we demonstrate these actions um, just because we're going along with the rest of those who might have the same amount of melanin as we have in our skin. We're just going to rally behind it just because they're black like me. They have to be right. No, that's not true. Just because the majority is saying it's right does not mean it's right, especially when the word of God says it's wrong. You know what I'm saying? So we ha- we have to get to the place where we have, hey, there's a standard. There is a standard. God has set the standard. He does not right. change with the time. He does not change just because um, nobody wants to be down with it because the majority is against it. The Lord is not playing. He is not changing to appease humans. And we have to stop um, presenting a God uh, we have to stop presenting God that way. Yeah. That he, oh, he's so loving and he would never want anyone to suffer. Baby, this is, 
this is a walk of suffering. Yes, we will have tribulation. And the Lord, he told us that. He told us to take heart because he has already overcome the world. So it doesn't right. matter if we look at unpopular or if people don't want to rock with us or if people call us names or we're not included in what's popular or what the masses go with because we stand up, we stand and coincide with what the word of God has already said. He has already spoken everything mm. that he was going to say about this situation. It does not change because, you know, as sad as it is, somebody has been killed. Not that I'm taking away that with somebody's loved one. I get it. If it was my loved one, I would be hurt. I would be sad. But because I am a Christian, I have to look at it the way and for what it is. It is sin. Right. It is sin at its basis. There will never, ever be, as long as this is a fallen world, a peace on peace. There's no. not. Because we are a bunch of humans who have hate and evil in our hearts, period, who have unregenerate hearts, who are depraved to the max. There is no limit to our depravity. We are, just like we are dead in trespasses and sin. And the only way we will be alive is if we are regenerated by the power of the Holy Spirit through our faith in Jesus Christ. There's no right. other way. Right. He has to be in the core. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, no, I was going to say, man, and, you know, and, and I think and it, it's like a bad eschatology or, 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 or a lack of understanding that that oh, yeah. very truth in the scriptures is what causes people to say, well, you know what? Maybe I should hold hands with, with people who worship a false god for the sake of peace. And that's like, well, nowhere in the scripture were we told to do that. Uh, you know, we, we were we were told to love our neighbors, which which yes, which does include somebody of an Islamic faith or somebody of the Buddhist faith. Yes, we are called to love them and love them enough to share the gospel with them and love That's them right. enough to feed them when they're hungry and love them enough to give them clothes when they're naked, this and the other. But not compromise our Christian faith, not not compromise on anything, and so. When it comes to a movement that says some things that we like and that we can agree with, we still also have to consider the things that we disagree with and say, okay, well, how does God feel about this? What has God spoken in his word about yeah. it? You know, and, and, and what does that look like? You know, and then on top of that, we have to see, is, is, this, like, is this movement actually being truthful? Like, for example, I mean, when you look at... Uh, we look at some of the stuff off of this page when it says uh, uh, we're talking about the ways in which black lives are deprived of our basic human rights and dignity. Now, again, it's, I can't say that there's ever been a time where that I've lived in this country. I'm not saying that it hasn't happened in the past. This time. I'm talking about since I've been born. I can't say that I see a time where where I was surprised at my right to enter in through the same door that a Caucasian was able to enter in through or use the bathroom. You know, so we're talking about basic, probably basic human rights and dignity. Unless, I mean, yeah. I have a question. Again, what are we talking about here? Because if that's the case, if that's what you're talking about, if, if, if you really mean that, then your argument isn't necessarily with the police. Your argument, again, goes back to, like, an abortion clinic. For mm-hmm. or, or or you know, or go to the sex and slave trade, the uh, slave trade that's happening in the streets that we know of as prostitution and, and the pimp game. That, that's that's what your argument is. 
feels bad. You go, you know, I mean, you're, you're, it's like you're taking it to the wrong people, you know. Exactly. And, and, and by the way, I'm not saying that there aren't white people who dislike people for the color of the skin, and I'm not saying that there aren't corrupt cops. That's not what I'm getting at. What I'm saying right. is that you, is that they're making mountains out of ant hills in comparison to the real issue. You know, you're you're, mm-hmm. you're making this making it look like the like the state, like the police are the huge problem. And really, no, it's not the police that's the problem. You know, it's saying that's the problem, but the police, you know, they can be part of a problem. You know, saying when you're dealing with certain corrupt cops, but even still, within the very black community that you're saying that you're here to save, that's therein lies like the greatest problem. It's how we treat each other. You know. And, and, and again, and, I, and it's like I always have to say this because I think when people hear this, they, they tend to miss what I'm saying. I am in no way saying that the issues, that some of the issues that they say exist, I'm in, I'm in no way saying that they don't exist. Right. Like, there, there, there are issues. Absolutely. But again, it's like for taking it back to how we should view these issues as Christians, we shouldn't be looking at added that as in terms of this shouldn't happen because this person is black, we should be looking at, man, this shouldn't happen, period. Exactly. You know, exactly. So the, so the signal out when Black Lives Matter or, I mean, or in any case, even for the, on the cop side, the signal out Blue Lives Matter, like, no, life matters. <laughs> period. Like, mm-hmm. like, life, life matters. Our lives matter. You know? Mm-hmm. And, and, I, and I think somewhere along the line, we, we tend to have forgotten that and, and out of this Black Lives Matter movement, well, what you what you tend to see is you tend to see some people true colors or how they really feel about people who don't look like them. It, it's the right you 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 are exposing your heart. You are showing us. Yes, I'm mad at you because you hate me or you're racist or you're discriminating against me. But look, I hate you too. Yeah. I hate you too. It's the same thing. Hate. Against hate just creates more hate. Yeah. At the end of the day, it is not effective. It is not biblical. It is not spreading an agenda of peace and reconciliation. It is divisive. It is wicked. It is rooted in straight-up sin, period. It is the weakness of hearts that have not have, that have not come into the knowledge of Jesus Christ. It is the it is the witness of hearts that do not have um, have Christ seated on seated you know in the core of their hearts because it's just like and I, and I I'm always going to point this back to our hearts and and how it's what what's in us that defiles us. It's just like if someone. Um, Okay, let's say they discriminate against me because of the color of my skin. Now, in my flesh, in a, a, a sinful person is going to react out of their heart. They're going to react with the hate, and they might cut you out. They might fight you. They might even kill you. But when Christ is on the inside, everything that happens to you externally is filtered through him. So the reaction is different. You are able to still respond with grace. Because you understand that these people are victims of the enemy. These people are reacting the way in which is in their nature to act. We cannot be surprised by this stuff. 
And it's our part, and it's our, it is our responsibility as Christians to call these, call it what it is. And, right. and not just call it what it is, know enough to give an answer to the problem, to the, a solution to it. Right. And just basically yep. say, hey, Black Lives Matter, and we just end it right there. That says right. everything you needed to say. It's that right. you own, I hate you, you hate me, I need you to change the way you treat me. But, but where is my change coming? What am I What am I going to do about this? How am I going to change? I'm not. Yeah. I want you to give me something, and I don't want to be responsible for my issues. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, yeah that, that's what it is. Like, yeah, like, how can we, again, like, blame shit? Uh, you know, I mean, exactly. another thing I heard somebody once say, um, uh, and I was just listening to this earlier, you know, you, when you make a statement like Black Lives Matter, you know, you're kind of inadvertently putting it into the minds of impressionable minds, say young impressionable minds that, Somewhere there's people out there, but there's a, there's, a, there's a system of faithless people out there who are set out to discriminate against them or to destroy them based upon who they are or, or, or their skin tone or whatever. Right? It's like you kind of give them the idea, like, like we have to say this and, and convince people that black lives matter because right now they don't. And because they don't, everything in life is about to be hard for them. And that's not, um, again, that, that, that's, that's, that's a myth too, but it's not true. I mean, That's those right. things be hard. Things are hard in life for everybody. I don't care who you are. You, you can be rich, and, be rich and white. Life is hard. I don't care what anybody says. Like, like, you may have a different struggle, you know, but life is hard. Yeah, life struggle. Everybody, I mean, think about it. I mean, like, I think, I mean, when you look at, like, like, like a lot of, like those historically the famous people, you know, your movie stars and artists and whatnot who have committed suicide. Why? They, they, you would have thought that they were happy, right? Because they were rich mm-hmm. and successful and all over the place. Like, no, that's not how that works. So, so, so that whole attitude of, well, I will never be able to do anything because I'm black until people recognize that black lives matter. No, that's trash. That's garbage. Like, you know, it's like you, you're, again, you're, you're pumping a false idea into young impressionable minds. And, and then they and they feel like that there's a society that's against them. Well, really, like no, it, it, it's not so much that society's against you. But the problem is you live in a sinful world with sinful people. You know, mm-hmm. and, I mean, that it is what it is. Like you're going to have that. It's especially, especially if you're a follower of Christ. Like you're going to have issues like that where things are going to be against you. Especially if you're a follower of Christ. Mm-hmm. You can expect to have some type of discrimination cross your path, you know. And so, um, it's some other stuff. I, you know, I go on this page. Um, the theft of a black queer women's work. This is like the women. You know, Black Lives Matter was was created by uh, by three women: uh, uh-huh. Alicia, Alicia Garza, Obal, Samedi, and Patrice Cullors. I probably just butchered all three of their names. You know, and beautiful black women or what have you. Uh, I'm assuming that one or more of them are gay, uh, uh-huh. or whatnot, and um, you know, and so like even like on their page, you know, they got this one, they got this one section called uh, "Herstory of the Black Lives," not not history, a herstory of the Black Lives Matter. So again, now one of the things I'm seeing as an as an undertone in all of this is feminism. 
and, 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 like, even when we go back to, like, that whole statement about, you know, about blacks and gays and whatnot and the patriarchal society that we live in, it's like, man, you know what, we need to, you know, we need to start worrying about having men lead us and be, and be women separately. Basically, in so many words, it's like, let's not, you know, let's not deal with, you know, let's not worry so much about the men. If the, if the men are downgraded, if not, you know, I am women, hear me roar, you know. Right. So, so it's like, again, you know, it's those, it's those undertones and, uh, in it, and to where we have to ask, okay, well, what is the biblical perspective of this? Now, I know a lot of people have issues with, with Christianity and God's order for the family, but let's face it, it's an order that works. It's a formula that, that has worked. And, 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 and it's not a formula in which it says that the woman is less than a man, you know, but whether it's a formula that says that the man and the woman complement each other. They, we, 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 we complete each other. Uh, yeah. and, and, and in that completion, there's a, there's a glorification of the image of God. So anytime you get to messing with that, you're messing with the image of God. You're desecrating the image of God, which, again, brings you to a whole other point. This movement is not a Christian movement, and, no. and Christians should not be supporting it. We should not be hashtagging it unless we hashtagging it to, uh, to, 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 to contradict its ideals and so forth. You know, and I, and I, and I, I really wish I really wish that the majority of our black Christians who participate, who agree with, or who walk along with us, I really wish that they would wake up, get informed, and repent. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Yes. My goodness. That's it. That is the only way we're ever going to see any type of change in this, is if hearts are changed by the power of the gospel. That's it. Yeah. That's, that's, that's the only way. So, is Black Lives Matter biblical? No. And what's his real agenda? It's anti-Christian. I can tell you that much. Based upon, and it's just, from, just from a couple of pages that I said, it's agenda is to destroy the family structure and to rearrange society to, to, to fit a more feminist, maybe even gay, in some cases. I mean, not to trying to sound all crazy or whatnot, but like, like I said, they, they're, they're very pro-homosexual which means that they're very pro-sin, and so they desire a sinful society. It is, it, is, it is very anti-Christ, period. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and you asked the question in the outline of the perspective, and, and sadly, I want to say yes. I think sadly it is, in so many levels, um, but will it stand against uh, the Word of God and against the church? No, it won't. I mean, like, it won't. it's not going to prevail against that, but as of right now, Based upon what I see, it would seem to me that that they're poisoning of the society, the poisoning of the churches. But it would seem to me that they are uh, right now affecting it. I would hope that I'm wrong. I would hope in mind that that what I perceive is just limited to the small area that, that you know that I'm able to to, to witness and whatnot. It's just, you know, but in the, in the grand scheme of things, it seems like the BLM movement uh, it, it would seem that it's growing. Uh, and, you know, and, and it, it will seem that it's making some steam. Where I know there are a lot of sensible, awake black people who are like, nah. They, I mean, they know exactly what it is, and, they, and they're not down with it. 
and be mm-hmm. specifically, specifically your, your Bible believing in the Word, holding everything in light of Scripture type like Christians who are like, nah, I, you know, I'm not about that life, I'm about Christ, what have you, but then, like, there are so many churchgoers, you know, who, you know, they'll, they'll be praising God one, one, one status and black lives matter, white people is the devil, the next status, and it's, yeah. So right it's, about it's, it. And, yeah. and you said something, and, and the way in which you looked at it, you said that it is effective, and I, I totally, you know, I was, when I, when I, um, put that on there, I was thinking that it wasn't effective. And what I mean by it isn't effective in cultivating peace or bringing a solution. But you're right, it is effective in causing more division and spreading an agenda that is totally anti-Christ. So in a way, even though it's going in the name of um, trying to bring a solution, it's very counterintuitive because all it is doing is causing more division. Yeah. So I... One hundred percent. I'm right. definitely with you on that. Right. It's not effective towards anything good. Right. Yeah. No. And, and no, not not in the least bit. I mean, and when you got somebody like people like Sharpton and Jesse Jackson back in it, I mean, I, for me that's that's a red flag. Like if, if Jesse Jackson or Al Sharpton is all for it, I'm I might need to go the other way. I mean, that's like some people, you just know. Like when they're involved in it, you know, Jamal Bryant. You know, it's like you know, when I when I see them, just I I might want to put it under a microscope before I, you know, what I'm saying before before I join hands in it, you know. And that's absolutely yeah, it, it is what it is. People just, have their own agenda. They have their own agenda. It is all about look at me. I'm a part of this cause. But you know how it's funny that we never hear from these people until something like this happens. Yeah. Now, once I heard them rally at a Planned Parenthood to stop the murder of the innocent. Not once have I ever heard of that. When a bunch of Christians were were killed and beheaded, not once did I ever hear them make, you know, any type of ruckus or or commotion about the injustices that are going on just in in the Christian community, period. But it's like the minute a black person is killed by a police officer, front and center, I'm yeah. front and sick, and I got a whole bunch to say about it. People, yeah. wait, be not deceived. We have to start looking at this, and, and we also have to say that everybody going in the name of a pastor, preacher, reverend, teacher, uh, Christian is not a pastor, preacher, Christian, teacher of the gospel, or is not on the Lord's side. We have to, hey, hey, all of these Hey, they, we ain't all on the same team. Right. We're not. Right. There, you know? there's, a, uh, there, there's a quote by Booker T. Washington that I absolutely love. And mm-hmm. it says, he says, there is a class of colored people who make a business of keeping the trouble, the wrongs, and the hardships of the Negro race before the public. Having learned that they are able to make a living out of their troubles, they have grown into the settled habit of advertising their role, partly because mm-hmm. they want sympathy and partly because it pays. Some of these people do mm-hmm. not want the Negro to lose his grievances because they do not want to lose their job. See, this, wow. you talk about Jesse Jackson and Al Sharpton. If Jesse Jackson and Al Sharpton got exactly what they claimed that they were asking for, they would have no purpose. They, they would have no customer. <laughs> right. They, they, right. They, they, would, they, would have, they wouldn't have anything to do. Oh, Matter of fact, it's just like, you know, like, you know, 
I speak as an abolitionist right here. It's just like the pro-life movement and all of your, your people mm-hmm. who, make an, who, who we sit at the top of the pro-life movement. Like, well, on the surface, the pro-life movement seems like a good thing, but the truth be told is if they actually abolished abortion, if they actually got abortion abolished, these folks wouldn't have anything to do with themselves. They would lose their main source of income. You know, they, they wouldn't have the speeches and stuff to go through anymore. So it's like what we what they do is instead is they promote incremental legislation. And so we talk about, like, why you don't see Jesse Jackson or Al Sharpton and them at the, at the, at the abortion clinic. Yo, back in the day... Jesse Jackson was radically against abortion until he started running for president. And then he flip-flopped. And now he's pro, he's pro-abortion. Shopton is pro-abortion. Shopton is pro-homosexual. Wow. And these are men who profess to be preachers of the word of God. Mm. Yeah, so it's, it's I don't know, again... I, I want to say it bothers my mind, but at this point, man, not too much bothers my mind when it comes to the heart of the center because, I mean, it, I mean, you know, like it, it is what it is. These folks, but we have to be vigilant and careful. And just like you said, man, just because somebody you said that they're Christian, yo, signing a magician called himself a Christian for a minute, and <laughs> right, and to, 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 he was told that he and his money can go to hell. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, I mean. It, we, we, we gotta, I mean, Judas walked amongst the disciples, man. They, they folks thought he was down. That's and, right. You know, and, and you know what I mean? But we got we gotta we gotta be real careful about this stuff. Now, in the midst of all of this, Christy, and, and you know, we're gonna wrap it up with this particular uh, topic. The, uh, you know, some of the things that came out, like the, the police retaliation and murders, uh, and so forth. You know, and I gotta say, I gotta say this: in the midst of it all, regardless of, I know a lot of people say a lot of hard things when these stories come out about like the cop and the suspect. You know, whether or not if the killing was just, you know, was the suspect a criminal or not? Like Mike Brown was probably like 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 the biggest one, I think. You know, right. uh, like was that was that a righteous killing or not? And, you know, and 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 as a person who wasn't there, I'm gonna be honest: I can't say one way or the other. What I do know is is that. The boy committed a sinful act of robbing the store and beating the man before it all happened, and mm-hmm. the wages and the wages of sin is death. That is a tough thing. That is a tough thing to have to say. Having said that, that does not mean that I am without sympathy for the family who lost their little boy. Also, I'm, I'm, I mean, you have to consider this: that if 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 the boy died in sin, which uh, all evidence seems to suggest so, but it's, it's not all the same such a thing. I, I mean, I have to tell you, like, my heart is even heavy for the fact that he had died in sin. If that's the case. Right. So, what I'm, what I'm saying is, in the midst of all of these killings, there's not one that has taken place that I cannot say uh, isn't a tragic event. They were all sad. They're all horrific. Whether it be civilian slash suspects or whatever, or whether it be the police officers. And yeah. And, and, and so when we look at these, like these retaliation murders, you know, it's, again, I think it just highlights the wickedness in the heart of a person, you know, to, to, to sit there and say, all right, well, I'm going to go off and kill me. Matter of fact, and I could be wrong, I don't think any of these cops who were who are murdered had anything to do with any of the, the, the high-profile cases that we've been seeing. Right. I don't think. Right. I can't. I, right. You know, and and one of the things that that has been that has been breaking my heart, 
that's the, I mean, and I guess, again, it goes with any of these killers. Whenever I see the family members of the deceased, I mean, one of those officers, you know, was a, you know, it was a father. You know, the child is very young. So, yeah. For and he was a black Yeah. For and, he's a black, and he's a black man. So. And not only yeah. him, you know, a couple of them had family, wives and children, you know, mothers yeah. and fathers, people who love them. Right. Yeah. And, right. And, it, and it's, it's like when these things go down, it's like people fail to, to think about or even care about the type of damage that they're getting ready to commit. You know, not only on the person that they killed, but on the people that are left behind. You know, uh, and honestly, when it comes to like to the to the, to the retaliation, again, we, we I have to, we handle it like we handle every other sin issue with the solution of the gospel. But at the same time, and like like, I feel it, it, it's hard to it's hard to make sense of all of this when on one hand you're killing Black Lives Matter, and then on the other hand you're killing the life of a black police officer and, right. and others and others. Oh, the reason I'm saying the black one because honestly. His is the only face that I see out of all of these, and, mm-hmm. and uh, so here's sticking. Here's a sticking in my mind, you know. But it doesn't matter if the man is black. It doesn't matter if the man is white. It doesn't matter if the suspect is black or if the suspect is white. That I mean, we got to think about the fact that somebody just lost their life, uh, and that's it's a high possibility that somebody lost their life without knowing, without crying, right? And that's yeah. the 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 most detrimental of it all if it's not so I mean yes them dying you're absolutely right it's it's yeah. hard our hearts ache for the loved one left behind in the balance to pick up the pieces you know what I'm saying yeah. but we as Christians we need to be distraught over the fact that these people um, some of them you know are, are you know as far as they entered eternity without having placed their faith in Christ Jesus for their salvation, and we know what the fate of them is after that. Because we have to remember, this life that we're living is not the all in all. This is a short <laughs> drop yeah, in the yeah. compared to eternity. You know, and the Bible is clear. It's clear on um, the wages of sin. The Bible is clear on the destination of lost souls, they do not R.I.P., they do not R.I.H., they do not R.I.L., rest in love, they do not. Right. Yeah. It's clear. They, you know, they, yeah, it, we have to, we need to be broken over over the sin. We, we need to be broken over the sin. And, yeah. And we need to be broken over not just white sin against black, we need to be broken over black sin, we need to be broken over every every person yeah. in the human race, our own you know what I'm saying, this is not just us condemning those who, you know our own, we need to be broken over our own sin we need to constantly keep our hearts before the Lord so that we, you know we have to take heed unless we fall into that very same thing yeah. and we do that right. when we begin to coincide with other people's sin, when we get, begin to uh, take part in another man's sin, we we begin to co-sign with it. Right. You know, it's not right. These police yeah. officers, you know, and it's just like when things happen, 
we're still going to pick up the phone and call 911. Right. And we want them to rescue us when we need them. You know? Yeah. But the senseless killings, I'm just going to go and do exactly what I, people, the deception of it all is that you are becoming, you are becoming a, a, a very real, um, pawn in the situation that you're so, so quote unquote vehemently against. Hmm. You are doing the same thing. You yeah. are doing the same thing. Yeah, it's it, it, it's so easy. That's the thing. Like you know, like if we're not keeping watch and guard over our hearts, we'll find ourselves slipping and being right. like like the very people that we're discussing like right now. You know, right. um, you know, it's 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 it, it, it's real easy because and again, like I, and I'm reminded of Paul writing in Romans about you know the stuff that. You know he wanted to do. He's doing the things that he don't want to do. He does. You know, and I don't think any, I don't think any Christian wants to harbor hate in their heart, or any person of any type in their heart. I don't think any Christian wants to do that. But it happens sometimes. I think I think just because just because we're still in these unglorified bodies and warring with sin and so forth. And and, and as a matter of fact, like a, like a couple of weeks ago, I you know I typically when stuff like this happens, I, I'm not one of those preachers that make sermons based upon what's currently happening. I I, I think it's I actually usually I pick a Bible and I pick, I pick a book in the Bible and I preach to it. But like a couple of Sundays ago I was I was guest preaching at a church and I actually already had another message and then all of this stuff happened. And it was like it tied right into it because what I was dealing with was what does the life of a Christian who is justified by faith looks like. You know, mm-hmm. and, and, and and how do we live in this world where you have things such as uh, maybe unjust, uh, of unjust killings and, and retaliation killings and so forth. Like, what does it look like to be a Christian in this world while all of that happens? And how do we respond? And, you know, and, and one of the things, one of the things that I touched on was, was this Romans chapter 7 and how we live this life and we find ourselves, if we're not vigilant, falling into the very sins that we hate. Uh, you know, you know, and so, and so having said that, you know, it's like we we have to be very careful. I mean, every day we wake up, we need to make sure, for one, that God is our focus when we first wake up and then, and, 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 and try to consistently keep our minds on him throughout the day. Now, granted, we don't do that perfectly. I know I don't. You know, we don't do that perfectly. But if we do it enough, some things become just, I want to say habit, but these become like second nature. Like it becomes second nature to not retaliate with hate. When somebody does something, or or, or to even retaliate with a hateful thought, and even to say like if something if, it, if something hateful comes out your mouth, you can stop it. But like you know what, I shouldn't have said that, or I shouldn't even think like this, you know. And <laughs> and you know, or, or just you know, just just sitting back and and, and you know, and, and, and taking time, taking a quick moment to pray, and, and that's God to help you put your thoughts into subjection. Because this is how we live our lives in, in these moments, man. Because granted, you know, saying something like the police officers getting killed, or seeing something like a young teenager getting killed, or or, or a family man getting killed, seeing, seeing anything unjust, whether it be Christians getting killed, whether it be people, like, those things anger us. Uh, those, and, and, I mean, they should. I mean, and they do. You know, and, and I mean, they anger God. But even still, 
you know, just like you said earlier, we're accountable for how we act and react. Yeah. You know, a, a, a person can be wrong all day long. It's how we respond to it. I, I said, I said, I, 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 that's what I say that to my kids all the time. Well, you know, we ought to be the one getting caught. I'd be like, well, why did you hit your brother? Well, because he hit me first. Well, you know, you can't be more mature than him. You know, uh, I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's a simple concept. You know, and, and, it, and it's one, sadly and unfortunately, that I don't believe is being stressed enough within our congregations. Um, you know, how do we live in a world that Christ told us out of his mouth would hate us? Yeah. And not because, and not because we were black, but hate us because we love him. Um. You know, that's. I don't know, and, and I think the, I think the question is, is man, we living it by the grace of God, leaning leaning independent on Him and following His example. I mean, we sit here, we talk about protesting and rallying and screaming for justice. Yo, the most innocent man to ever live and walk the face of the earth, God in the flesh, did not make one protest as he was being unjustly accused and killed. Yeah, not a mumbling word came out of his mouth against mm-hmm. his accusers and against those who were beating him and spitting on him and mocking him and ridiculing him. And here we all feel like we deserve better. I, I again I can't fathom that. My God. I, I can't I, I can I can I cannot fathom that. You know, and by all means I'm not saying that I desire for people to treat me horribly or anything, but I would like to think that if I find myself in a situation such as that firsthand, you know, not just watching for somebody else, but if I, I would like to think and believe that if I find myself in a situation like that, that I will follow the example of Christ and and sit back and, and, and feel love on the person who's being unjust towards me. I mean, if, it, if I could so much as be like Stephen, the first martyr... <laughs> Hmm. And, and, and find myself praying for the very people who are persecuting me and killing me. Yes, stoning him, my God. Hmm. You know, and, and Stephen was a flaw. He didn't die for me. He died for the sake of Christ, but he didn't die for me. And I'm saying, if I could so much as be like that, and, 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 and if we could convince our brothers and sisters in Christ to be like that, and to understand that this world is not our home, and understand that we, this world is a very sinful world. And, and understand that when it's all said and done, Christ will vindicate those. He will have vindication for every sin that was committed. You can understand that. I think we'll find some peace in this world in the midst of this sinful chaos. Hmm. I, I think so. You know, so that's, that's my theory on the matter. I agree. So, so yeah, I believe that we, we pretty much... I think, unless you have something else, I think we pretty much exhausted this, this topic. Would you like to have any final words at all whatsoever? Um, I mean, bro, I mean, you really brought it home. At the end of the day, y'all, just we all just have to be mindful of uh, our profession of faith. We have to be mindful that, you know, people who are in this world, they're looking for something different. You know, they, you know, they, they want to see something different. They, we don't, we don't want to show them hip hypocrisy. We don't want to show them the same thing that they see within themselves and within, you know, 
other people who are not, who don't profess Christ, other people that are sinners. We don't, we want to bring a separation. We want to show that there's a standard. We want people to see that, man, this Jesus that we speak about, like he's real, that he really can and does change a heart. He does change your direction. You know, we we want to be careful not to coincide or, or co-sign with the sins of others just because it's accepted by those who may look like us or who may share the same color of our skin. We have to be careful that if we're going to go in the name of Christ that we are representing him to the fullest because this dying world needs Christ. Jesus is the answer for the world today. And you know that's from a song, but it's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. world today. And we, we have to know that Sin is the cause of it all. It's not because I'm black. It's not because, it's because sin is the root of it all. It's Mm -hmm. the root of it all. And so nothing will ever change until the sin is dealt with. Our relationship with sin has to change. That is the only way we will see uh, lasting change. And that is the only way we will have any sort of form of peace in this sinful world. You know, that was our, our last question. You know, can we ever have peace in this world? And the, and the, and the thing about it is uh, this world is dying. So there is always going to be murder. There is always going to be evilness. There is always going to be wickedness. There is always going to be someone treated poorly or unfair, you know, um, because this world is not fair. It's corrupt. Um, sin has uh, influenced everyone and everything. And even if you are in Christ, it, it, you still live in this world, but you are able to have peace because you have Christ. His peace, it, it, passes, it surpasses all understanding. Nobody can understand it. That's why you see those who may be um, discriminated against or, or, or ridiculed or perplexed or treated unfairly and poorly, and they can respond differently, it is because they don't look at this world as their home. You know what I'm saying? We have yep. to be eternity, we have to have an eternity mindset. Eternity has to be on our eyelids. We have to stay focused that we are passing through. Yeah. And we're going through this thing. We're going to go through some things on this side of life to get to yep. our glorified home, you know, where we won't have to experience any of this stuff anymore. And so while we are passing through here, it is our duty to tell each and every person, you know, to make sure we are spreading the message of our hope. Yeah. Why don't you respond wickedly when somebody treats you poorly? Have a have an answer for this. You have to be able to give an account for your hope. You have to have an answer to the reason why you, you, you have faith in God, for the reason why you hope the way you hope. And make mm. sure it's an answer from Scripture. Make sure it's an answer that, that – um, that is rooted and grounded in, in the Word that points to Christ. Yeah, amen. you, beloved, please. People need the gospel. They need to be snatched from the fire. They need it. So you know, you know, be be that beacon. You know, be that beacon. Let your light shine, so that man will see your good works and glorify your Father. Not about us. Use your platform well, because remember, each and every word you say, you got to give an account for it. 
Yep. Let's make sure they're the right words. I mean, seriously, grace to you all. Grace to you all. You know, continually to be prayerful. Continue to pray. And continue to, you know, just allow yourself to be used by the Lord wherever you are. So, that's my that's my two cents. Amen. <laughs> Thank you, sis. You, you know what? You've been you've been a, a, a huge blessing in this conversation, and I hope I hope and pray that that something was said and done that will that will draw hearts to God and yes. and away and away from wickedness and. Having said that, man, that is a great note for us to end off. Um, I want to thank everybody who was listening for listening. Um, yeah, thank keep you. God, keep guys and ears peeled. Um, check us out on the B&B page on Facebook. That's Be Not Deceived. We are the Be Not Deceived mm-hmm. team. Uh, keep, our, keep us in prayer as, as a group and as a ministry. I uh, hope and pray that, uh, again, that things that we're doing bring God the full and total glory. And that's the cheapest getting the cheaper getting said. Uh, I've been your host for the night, Mars Barlow, and you just got done hearing the wise words of my sister Christy, Christy Sunday. <laughs> so it's been a blast, and thanks again, Christy, for coming on and doing this. And uh, we'll catch you people on the flip side. We love you all the life. Yes, we love you. Great to you. The Bar, Biblical and Reforming. For those of us who claim Christ, our authority is the scripture. For those who don't claim Christ or who claim another, I'd like for them to, we challenge them to explain a standard of truth apart from scripture. Uh, explain the nature of good and evil apart from the scripture. Um, there's, you have no context, there's no justification for it except for the whims of, of, man, of, you know, of men. And so, man, we, we stand upon the foundation of the scripture, sola scriptura, scripture alone, man. Doctrine. Yeah, sola scriptura. Scripture alone. That means scripture alone. What's your eternal situation for the age of creation? For he laid the foundation. Was a plan for expiation? Christ became propitiation. Meaning he switched his places on the cross for our disgraces. In the crowd, he saw our faces. What's up, bar listeners? It's finally here. The bar exclusive content. Yes, that's right. You can sign up to receive exclusive content as low as $2 a week or $5 a month, $50 for the year to get exclusive content. What is the exclusive content? I'm glad you asked. The exclusive content is additional information from my guests, extra time with them in like the green moon setting, laid back, them asking me questions, I ask them questions, and also the Facebook group. You get an invitation to the Facebook group where we will have discount codes for the bar gear and many many more make sure you sign up the links in the show notes join the vip inside the bar group and we'll see you there